Hey, this is Carleone. And this is Logan. And you're listening to The Manifest. And this is our newest episode. What's going on, everybody? This is Carleone Wilson, and you're listening to The Manifest Podcast. Today, we have a, a, a special type of a, you know event that is going on. What it is is that uh, Logan is out of town, and so I am... Uh, your singular host today and what I have today as a special treat for y'all is uh, two guests in studio and then we'll all just be co-hosts to each other and uh, and so we have brother Saul Cruz my guy and then we have brother Frankie Taylor also my guy Uh, we actually have done so this is both of this is both of you guys's second time on the podcast and so we both we did interviews with both of you um, and they turned out great. Frankie's, we have to, we're going to update that one uh, relatively soon because now we have uh, better better audio quality, better equipment, um, and so we're going to redo his pretty soon. And we just learn more because his episode was probably, what, the I think the, the fourth or fifth one that we ever did. And today we're up to episode 28. And so um, we, we've, we've done bigger things. And um, last week was our one year anniversary so that was dope um we have been doing this podcast for a year and logan and i are super excited about that um and we have uh, a lot of cool episodes that are that have already been recorded or that will be recorded by the time you're hearing this uh to be released at a later date which i think are going to be very timely and uh very interesting so Let's go ahead and get started. I know we, we I know we normally do. Uh, me and Logan do a little banter about our week. I'll just ask you guys, uh, Frankie, how was your week? I mean, it's it's already. I mean, it's very early, but how's your week been so far? It's going well. Going well. Busy. Just mm-hmm. uh, finishing up, getting some deadlines. Mm-hmm. Finishing up with some deadlines. Um, but uh, all is well, and uh, very excited about the future. Awesome, awesome. I know we have some some news that we're gonna announce in a minute here about. You know what's going on with you so and what about you so uh my week has been good uh it's been chill hasn't been too busy it's been a good week but it's only tuesday so right right <laughs> but so far so good yeah and we i we all had a great weekend great service i mean that's you know that that's just to be expected uh we, we're in our what six service fifth or six fifth, fifth or six awesome awesome uh, in the new building, and so we're excited. To, I mean, we're, we we're just super excited to be there. Uh, kings are getting worked out, you know, every service, and we're just doing better and better with it. So, um, let's go ahead and, and jump into our topic. Actually, today we want to, um, before we get into that, we want to mention that Brother Frankie Taylor is having a live recording on December sixth at seven seven thirty p.m. And it will be in Colton at our new building. Uh, do you have the address right off the top of your head? 851, 851 South, South Mount Vernon Avenue. Mount Vernon Avenue. Colton, yes. California, Colton, California. 92324. Um, it's going to be a night of worship. Uh, it's going to be mostly... It's going to be mostly your uh, songs. Are you doing any covers? Or is it mostly all you? All your it's all original songs. All so, original songs. Um, Every single one of these songs have been written by an apostolic artist, either myself or a co-write with, uh, <laughs> with one of you know, 
One of my friends, he's over there choking. <laughs> Man, you, you got a breath of fresh air. Jesus. <laughs> we'll cut this part <laughs> Oh, man. I cannot get my keep breath. Keep that part. You can keep that. That's oh, good. okay. I think everybody's going to have questions as to what happened. <laughs> but he just swallowed some water, some water in, in a way that he wasn't expecting to swallow it. And it just caught Ooh. him off guard. All right. But um, So, yes, you were talking about your night of worship. Yeah, so um, it's <clears throat> the live recording is uh, 10 original songs. Um, we're calling it In Control Live. We're actually going to do my latest single, In Control. Um, and we're going to do it, obviously, live. But it's going to be have a little, you know, have a little twist to it. A little, you know, we're going to change a few things. But we're excited about it. And um, Nathan French, Amada Geary, uh, Lawrence Trump, uh, uh, Lakeisha Washington, um, uh, Aaron Barbosa, uh, I mean, just to name a few, you know, they're going to be there singing and, um, uh, we've got, um, we've got musicians like, uh, Julian Tabarez. These are recognizable names that you, that you may, that you may know, um, Aaron Castrion on drums and, uh, John David Sander. I mean, just, we have a, an entire group that is, uh, that have been preparing. They're excited talented anointed uh minstrel so i'm excited i can't wait looking forward to it and hopefully uh you can be there um you can get your tickets at frankietaylorjr.com um i would get them as soon as possible we're, we're like right at 100 tickets left um seats are definitely limited like 200 seats so get your tickets asap definitely it's gonna be an awesome time <clears throat> we're super excited uh, i've been watching frankie's journey for a minute and we are we're, we're excited to see this is what this is one of the I'd say in my opinion one of the biggest things you've done so far um, as far as your own personal um, you know music so yeah we're excited okay so let's get into our our, our theme for today so our theme for today is going to be stewardship and so when you think of stewardship I think a lot of people off the bat think about um, maybe money you know what I'm saying uh when you think of stewardship, you think of, you know, being a good steward of your money. And there's mul- <clears throat> multiple stories that come to mind in the Bible. The young, the, the, the people, or not the, the people, the, uh, the three men that get um, money from basically their, um, their boss. Yeah, and the talents. And they were supposed to do something with it. You know, one buried it and then one, one made, you know, more of it. You know, and so... You know, being a good steward is a is a theme in the Bible a lot, and specifically to do with with money. But one of the things that <clears throat> I find extremely uh, pertinent to today is being a good steward of your time. And so, being <clears throat> a good steward of your time is something that I think a lot of people in our in the age range that listen to this podcast could definitely you know have some some questions about, and maybe you know you guys could fill in, fill in the blanks. Uh, you're both, you know, still hyphen age and still uh, heavily involved in hyphen ministries. And so I think that's really what this this podcast is about is, you know, how do we, you know, how do we explain and then, you know, define and then sort of give advice on being a good steward, a good steward of your time. So I'll go to you uh, first, Brother Saul. Um, what what does it mean to be a good steward? Um. A good steward. Uh, I think the, the first thing that I can 
uh, I had to turn to the, to scripture really quick to see exactly what the Bible says about it. Um, and actually, Titus gives us a pretty good definition of what a steward is, um, and it just says it, it compares it to a bishop. It says, "For a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God." Um, and that's in the King James version. In the NIV version, instead of a steward, it says overseer. Mm, okay. Overseer. Um, so, uh, and then if you just look at like synonyms of a steward, it's, it's a manager, an administrator. Uh, so I think being a good steward of your time is finding ways to um, delegate. Delegate, not taking on everything yourself. And if you think of the example that the Bible gives us, a bishop. A bishop just sits back tells people what to do uh and just basically keeps an eye on the church mm-hmm. make sure everything's going smooth make sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing so i think that is a perfect example of what being a good steward is um basically kind of taking a step back right asking for help uh, we all need help and make just making sure things get done um and uh, uh there's a saying let me see if i can remember it right um, it's something like, I don't remember if the word was steward, but it was something like, I'm just going to use the word steward. Um, a good steward doesn't take on 20 things, but a, a steward finds 20 people to take on, uh, basically one, one thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. I like that. <clears throat> and so for you, brother Frankie, what, what would you consider to be, uh, what do you consider a good steward? Well, um, a biblical worldview of stewardship can be consciously defined as utilizing and managing all resources God provides for the glory of God and the betterment of his creation. And I'm reminded of uh, Genesis chapter 2 when God uh, basically, that's when he introduced stewardship in the Bible. The um, Bible says that in chapter uh, excuse me, verse 15 of, of chapter 2, and the Lord took, man, uh, took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Um, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden thou may freely eat, and so forth and so on. You, you know the scripture. But um, that's where we find man having their first uh, uh, practice of, of being a good steward. And I think when it comes down to it, <clears throat> I think it's more so a generalized thing. Time just so happens to be one of those things that we need to manage as well. Um, our, our, our finances, our family, our relationships, these are things, imagine all of these things, having to manage all of them and being a good steward of it. We can't, in our good human nature, do all of it in, in such a way that it's perfect or it's the greatest. I mean, there's going to be something that's going to miss, you know, that's going, that, that, that's going to miss some of that time. I mean, we only have two hands. We only have one heart. We only have one you know, one mouth and two eyes and two ears. We only have so much to give. Right. And I think when it comes down to it, it's about managing. It's about being intentional. And I'm getting ahead of myself for question number two. But it's about being intentional. And I think it's important that when we value time, see, when people don't value time, they don't really respect it for others, for themselves, for the just the point of it all. And you'll see... Uh, their their life, how it unfolds and or how they do things, um, compared to the fact that look, if you're a good steward of your time, if you're a good steward of 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 the things that you manage, then you're going to know for sure. You're going to see the fruits of it, 
And the Bible says that, that you'll know them by their what? By their fruit. And so I think being a good steward of your time is definitely uh, um, a, a huge uh, factor in uh, being a good Christian, I, I, I believe. I totally agree with that. I think that, <clears throat> you know, at this point, it's been scientifically proven that multitasking does not exist. You literally can't give 50% to something and 50% to something else. It's, it's just not possible, physiologically. And uh, mentally, so it's like one thing has to, uh, has to, I don't want to use the word suffer, but one thing has to get less attention to it. And so when you try to do a bunch of things um, at the same time, um, you're going to end up, you know, giving it a small percentage, you know, of your total self. And so what happens is I can give, you know, a personal example, you know, me and you were literally just talking about this a few weeks ago. It's like <clears throat> you have 10 things to do and you only have, you know, so much of your quantifiable self. Right. And so once you start splitting it out and you try to do everything equally, they all get equal mediocrity. You know what I'm saying? And so one of the things that you and I talked about was priorities. And so we'll get into that some more. But priorities are, are, are definitely a big thing. It's like. Because you know something's going to suffer. And my dad is a very big proponent of this. He always talks about this. And so now we're sort of getting into number two about, you know, how to balance your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad always says you have to make priorities in your life because something is going to suffer and you have to choose what that thing is. Um, if <clears throat> something is not in reality such a big thing that should be done right away, if you try to make it the number one thing to do, the things that should be number one will suffer. And, you know, we know what the number one thing should be. God, you know, family, church, all that stuff. Those are the those are things that should be the very top of the list. And so <clears throat> if you put something above that, then God, family, church, those things suffer. And so those are things that should never suffer. And so how do we, I guess the question is, how, how do you two balance your lifestyle? Because I want to make mention that Brother Frankie and Brother Saul are very, are both extremely busy people, and they have their hands in a lot, a lot of things. Uh, ministry, they both preach and out and preach at our church as well. <clears throat> They're both involved in, involved in ministry in multiple aspects. All three of us are on the, the, the section, you know, two team, and you're on the, you're on the, 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 the youth team in general. And so there's a lot of things, um, you know, that you guys have to balance. And so I guess each one of you can take the time and uh, sort of like talk about your own personal way that you balance your lifestyle being so busy. Well, one of the, <clears throat> and I try to be personable and as well um, give you a, uh, a practical um, example as well. But I think, you know, I mentioned it earlier about being intentional. It's very important. Um, when you when you can calendar your life, um, of course you're not going to meet everything. But when you can prioritize the things that, are, of course, are important, of course, your prayer life, uh, having that devotion is very important. Um, I encourage that be the first thing that you do in the morning. You know, when you wake up, um, which I've discussed this with someone uh, quite recently, talked about how, you know, when you first wake up, you know, it's almost like you're wasting your time if you go straight to prayer because you're still falling asleep. You're still, you know, trying to get the cobwebs out of your eyes. One of the things I've been practicing is more practical. I, I, I've, been, I've been getting up. I'll go brush my teeth. I'll wake myself up, and I'll just start walking around the house, and I'll start praying. 
Um, and then, I, of course, I get into my word. But I want that to be the first, for me personally, I want that to be the first thing I do. Um, and, of course, you know, if, if, if me having to do something to wake myself up so I can focus on that, then that's okay. I know we grew up in, we grew up in a, you know, uh, where, you know, the first thing you need to do is hit your knees. Well, yeah, that, that's great, but you're falling asleep. I don't know how, how effective that is. But yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, you know, calendar in <coughs> your life is very important. Um, I'm a husband. I'm, I'm, I'm a father. I'm a son. I, you know, I, I'm a musician. I'm, I'm a, a, um, a worship pastor, a hyphen pastor. I am a, a, a youth director of, of a section. I am, um, I mean, the list goes on and on. And you have to prioritize your life. You have to calendar those things. And you also need to build teams. I don't care if it's official or not. You need to find ways to build people. Get yourself, get, get others, influence others, and get people involved so that they can be used in, uh, you know, in what you're doing, especially if it's ministry. And um, one of the things, the reason why I said teams, one of the things that we did for our section is we created a team. We had to, I feel like, with some of the things that we were involved in this year, my wife and I, we would have crashed and burned had we not had a team. I guarantee you that. Um, one of the examples are we were able to go to general conference and um, we had a a, um, a youth our youth rally here in our section. I wasn't there, but the team, you guys did a phenomenal job, and Brother Saul and Brother Carleon are both on the team. And like I was able to breathe, I was able to to do what I needed to do. I was able to to you know, but nothing suffered. The, right, the youth right. didn't suffer, that's for sure, because we had a great team that, yeah. that, you know, I was just able to oversee and to just make sure you guys did your job. Kind of what Brother Brother Saul was talking about earlier, but it's important that you are intentional. You have to you have to be intentional. You're not going to meet everything. You, you're, you're always not going to call your sister every week, even though I try to. <laughs> you're not always not going to. You're always not. You're, you, some things are going to happen. Folks get sick and things happen, and but your intentions, you have to be intentional. You're always not going to make the mark, but if you are intentional and you and you do your best that you can, God will give you the grace to fulfill what you need to fulfill. I love the, um, I love what you were saying there, um, and yeah, and that you know sort of gets to the, that other question about you know advice and tips. Um, that was great stuff. Did you have something you know for us, brother Saul? Yeah, um, I agree with everything brother Frankie says. Um, so the question is, uh, um, how do you balance? A busy lifestyle uh, I think brother Frank already touched on it just keep first things first um, there are I would say three things that you need to do every day right. that uh, that need to get done as far as being a Christian right. which is pray read your word and uh, honestly fellowship have some sort of connection with uh, with someone that that will strengthen you that will encourage you that will motivate you um, I think those are the three things that are that are a must in um and a, a Christian's life, and I'm not. I don't think I'm as busy as Frankie. Uh, I don't have a family. I don't have a wife, so I'm still. I'm still just. Um. Uh, I just have to worry about myself, basically. So. Uh. But um, I guess um the way I balance my lifestyle is I, I keep first things first, and I if something needs to get done, you just do it. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um. Uh, if I need to, if I'm if I'm gonna minister, I'm gonna do whatever. I wake up three hours earlier than I usually do. I just have to. Mm-hmm. That's it. You just do it. Uh, no excuses. Just you gotta do what you gotta do. If you have to wake up at four in the morning, you wake up at four in the morning. That's just the way it is. Yeah. 
I like that. Another thing I want to add too is following through. When you make commitments to things, first off, don't overcommit. Tonight I overcommitted. <laughs> I, I I did three things tonight. I had to record some vocal parts for our, for the recording uh, for rehearsal time, and then and then I had a, a conference call with the with the musicians, and then I had committed to Brother Carleon. I said I'm going to be here, and you know what? You, if you, I don't care if it feels like if you've just completely overcommitted and you just absolutely can't do it, um, then you know you have to work that out. But follow through. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. You have to follow through. Don't start making promises that, that you know that you can't keep. Don't start saying yes to people that you know that you're not. If you say yes, you better follow through. And a lot of times, you know, you know, your life will suffer because of it. That's why it's important to say no. And I think that kind of intros us into our next question. Yeah. How how do you say no? Uh, you know, especially with you guys, you guys are in ministry, you know, pretty big parts of ministry. And so you probably got you guys probably get a lot of people asking you, can you come here? Can you speak here? Can you add to this? Can you do this? Uh, what are the times that you need to say no? That's good. And then how, how do you say no to, to someone or, or something? Um, you know. Because I think that's well, important. with me, I think Brother Frankie has the same problem that I have. I have a very hard time saying no. And um, the thing with me, if I can do it, I'm not going to say no. That's just the type of person I am. Uh, if I have the time, I'm going to – if I if I can uh, make an effort to be there or whatever it is, I'm going to do my absolute best to, to do it. Um, the rare times where I really can't um, – I what I try to do is say, hey, like I'm sorry, I can't make it this time, but how can I make it up to you, or when can I make it up to you? Um, that's just, or you know, or is there any other way I can't be there? But is there anything else you need help with? Um, so uh, it's not a, like a hard no, not, not just no, sorry, can't do it. But um, I try to see in what other way I can be helpful, or what mm -hmm. other way I can lend a hand in some yeah. sort or who can I, can I get you someone? Uh, what do you yeah, need? Yeah. Can I find I, I, I know another preacher or whatever. Uh, I, I know, I know Frankie, brother Frankie does this too. I know another piano player or singer or whatever. Let me, let me get you their number. They might be available. Mm -hmm. So I don't just like, I don't leave it at a dead end. I do my best to kind of find a solution for them if I can't take care of it mm -hmm. personally. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> for me, you know, with saying no, I think, I think no can be utilized in your life um, when you're so used to saying yes. I'm talking about no to just, you know, some of the decisions and things that you, you know, things that you, that you got going on. Like you get so used to saying yes to people that you just, your whole life is a yes. Mm -hmm. And you just get so caught up with being so busy to where you're just like, you just don't have any room to breathe. One of the things that I've learned is you're saying no now so you can say yes later. Um, when you have a family, you have, you're have you married, and, you know, uh, a lot of times, of course, when, when priorities are, are being, uh, uh, you're trying to, you're trying to prioritize, prioritize, excuse me, things, you're, you're looking at the big picture and not so more, as much as, as the moment. And I think for, for me, I, I, I've had to say no because I need to say yes in other areas. I need to say yes to my to my family more often than I say yes to to others in certain in certain areas, and and of course in ministry it's hard, you know, <clears throat> you know people say oh man you, you you should be you should do all you you should do everything, 
Well, uh, this year I, I felt like I, I, I've, by the grace of God, God has given me the ability to do a lot of stuff this year. But um, your family is very important. You, you need to spend time with your family and be intentional. There's a lot of times where there's some things that you can't say uh, no to. Um, and I'll be honest, like in AYC, what, a, what an incredible opportunity that was. That's something that I, I wasn't going to say no to. General Conference, being able to be a part of Youth Day, thank God for the opportunity. Um, those are kind of like once-in-a-lifetime type of opportunities. Yeah. And yeah. those are, are the type of things that, that you say yes to and you kind of let God figure it out the rest of the way because that's the door that God opened. You didn't open that door. You didn't knock on that door. You didn't turn the knob. God opened that door for you. He gave you the favor to walk through that. And so he figures out the rest through that. And so when it comes to, to saying no, I think it's you having to to look at not that moment. Don't look at the moment. It's so easy. I'm telling you from experience, you're always going to look at the moment and the person that's asking you and you're saying, oh, absolutely, I'll do it without realizing the consequences of your yes. Mm -hmm. Your yes has consequences. Things suffer because of your yes. Mm -hmm. So think about what your yes means before you say yes. And consider saying no sometimes so that you can say yes later. I really like that. I think um, that can be applicable to, you know, any aspect of life, um, work, ministry, church stuff, friend stuff. And I think what happens um, even in my personal life, it's like at the when I first started, not when I first started, but early on when I started my job at, at The Habit. Um, I was saying yes to all the shifts, you know, whatever he, need, whatever the boss needed. I was like, okay, I got it. And then some, you know, I noticed, and I know you noticed some things started to suffer as far as like <clears throat> the other stuff that I was committed to. I've talked about some on the podcast. There was a period where I did not attend any youth or hyphen related things for a good eight, nine, 10 months, just because I was saying yes to other things a lot. To the things that weren't priority, you know, um, and so, you know, I definitely suffered the consequences. Like you said, that yes came with the consequences. Um, and so I think it is important to, to realize when is the right time to say no and when is the right time to say yes? Because, like you said, not just the moment, but what happens after this? You know, how does this affect the other things I'm going to do and the other things that I need to do? And so, um, yeah, that that's so important. Um, I feel like. For me personally, I say yes to a lot of stuff and, and I have all the good intentions, you know, and then it eventually I look down and it snowballs. I look at my text. I've said yes to all this stuff and nothing's been entered into the calendar. <laughs> and then a situation actually happened a few weeks ago where I said yes to something that was on the same day as one of our events months ago. And so it's like, uh, you know, you, you double book yourself and then what, you know, right. what, what can you do, you know? I, and so, so yeah, you just, you, you, you never want to end up in those situations, right? you know, where you let someone down. So that's something to be, to, to be caught in. So I think something I want to add here, you know, just for some that, that may be struggling with saying no, um, as a music minister, when you're, you know, being asked to do things a lot, um, you, you want to do them genuinely in your heart. Like, man, I don't want to miss out on opportunities to, to be a part of what God is doing in the kingdom. Not so much that I, I, I don't want to miss out because I want my name to be. No, I just want to be a part of what God is doing in the kingdom. However, there's times where you need to say no for the quality of what you're uh, of, of what you're trying to, to represent to the kingdom. Um, there's times where I said yes and I should have said no. 
to an opportunity where, hey, Brother Frankie, can you come and bring a group or come sing? And it's like I, I had so much going on, I couldn't even prepare for it. Yeah. Therefore, the quality of what I was trying to present suffered. Yeah. And it's like, well, we called Brother Frankie a few weeks ago and, you know, it, it, we, we, you know, we were expecting this, this wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of, you know, uh, of, of service. Yeah. And it just didn't feel like it had that preparation that it needed. And I know I'm speaking to somebody that, that, that has been through. And it doesn't have to be with music. It could be with anything. But, you know, that's when your, your no is important. You have to think about it. You Don't be afraid. If someone asks you to do something, say, you know what? Let me give you a call right back. Let me look at my calendar. Let me take a moment. Let me. That's why calendaring is important as well. Use the calendar. you got to use your calendar. Because when you look back, you say, you know what? I have. I'm free that day, but I, I have a baby shower, you know, for my sister or my brother or whatever. I have something going on mm -hmm. at 2 o'clock. The service is at 7. Well, where's my rehearsal time going to come in? And if i got to drive two hours or an hour, it's like you have to weigh all of these things in. Think about your yes before you say yes and utilize your no more often. Yeah, yeah. Anything you want to add to that, Brother Saul? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, as far as saying no, um, uh, what I've noticed, um, a lot of people, if the opportunity isn't glamorous, mm. if it isn't you know, something that shines, right. it's so easy to say no. Right. Uh, but um, uh, I, I think we just really need to be careful uh, with that. I, uh, I get my hands dirty with the best of them. You know, uh, I'll, I can preach, I can clean, I can clean a toilet, I can do all of it. Um, and I, I just think that um, that it shouldn't our no shouldn't be based on what the job or the opportunity is. Uh, uh, the Bible says to do things unto God, not unto man. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, when we keep that in mind, when we do everything for God, I know something needs to be done. We just finished this move at our church. I, I mean, I was there as much as I could. I, I did whatever I could. Uh, I cleaned, I moved stuff, whatever needed to be done. Uh, you know, um, and I, me personally, I want to be known as that type of, of guy Definitely. that, um, you know, I, I, uh, I've been in church for a while and I've seen people that if it's behind the pulpit, it's always a yes when right, it comes right. to, to doing something that, you know, requires a little bit of hard work. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't, it's, uh, I have this other thing. So, um, I think it, we just really need to, um, just a, as Christians, really. Um, as people, as men, we're all men here in this room, um, just really uh, not not be so quick to say no when it's something that is not fun, something that is not yeah. glamorous, something that does not glitter. Yeah. I, I, I just think that, uh, you know, um, I mean, the Bible talks about it. It talks about it, you know, uh, who's the greatest in the kingdom? Those mm -hmm. that serve. You know, it's not always about being on stage or being behind the pulpit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we do need to get our hands dirty. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I don't say no to those opportunities either. Um, uh, when you can't, you can't. But when you have the time, when you can make the time, it's always important to really just get get the shovel out, get the broom out, whatever, and do what needs to be done for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, um, did David know he was going to be king when he still was serving lunch to his brothers and and still taking care of the sheep and yeah. still doing what his dad asked. It's like, um, you know, even though you got anointing on your life and you got great things in store for you, there are still other things to be done, right. you know, before you get there. 
Yeah, and that's that's very important, and that's and I, I feel like we're we're talking about two different things, and some practical and some you know mm -hmm. obviously spiritual, but absolutely, if you can't get your hands dirty, you don't need to be, you don't need to be a part of uh, serving at a, at a bigger capacity anyway. Um, I think my 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 concept of of no was more so on the on the fact of when you when you have a lot going on in terms of I'm not talking about in your local church if you're serving. If, if you're serving outside of your church and doing anything, you should be serving double in your local church. Um, you need to get your hands dirty. You need to, you need to be doing um, um, something um, and not just when it's glamorous. That's very important. Um, one of those things that that I I was trying to convey um, and Brother Saul, man, that was excellent talking about how you know we we need to make sure that it's not just something that we're doing um, when it's when it's the lights are on, a lot of times you're going to be doing things when no one's looking um, that are that's going to matter more than what you've done in the light. And um, one of those things with managing managing your time and being a good steward is is making sure you don't risk that burnout. Um, and that is very very important. That's why you know in certain aspects, and this is not talking about what Brother Saul's talking about, it's talking about something else, certain aspects, it's important to say no because you don't want to risk burnout. I've seen people burn out because they they refused to 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 stop and and to and to take a look at what was going on and they they, they got they got hurt, they got bitter mm -hmm. and they left they left God because they were mad at mad at the church. Um and and what's important and, and I know this is totally different from from what we're both talking about, but but I'm talking about more so of a of a a prioritized no. When you're saying no, uh, say no to the things that that could cause you to to not do what you're supposed to be doing. You get what I'm saying? Definitely. Um, there's there's things that we are called to do, and things that we should do, and things that we're supposed to do. And there's some things. And it just depends, of course, some people have more time than, than others. But there's some things that you, you need to be careful. I love what you said, Brother Carleon, with David. David, he continued to serve after he was anointed. David was anointed first before he was asked to go and serve his brothers. Yeah. And he didn't tell anybody that he was anointed. He didn't tell anybody that he was anointed. Mm -hmm. He was anointed, but he didn't have to tell anybody about it. Yeah. Um, Saul didn't even know that he was anointed to be king. But the anointing on his life made da made Saul fearful of David. Yeah. When you can serve when no one's looking, and it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who who's asked you to do it. It doesn't matter if if your if the Sunday school teacher asks you to pick up trash. If you could pick up that trash and do it unto the Lord and do it with a good heart. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you're not anointed. It doesn't mean that you're not called to do something great. But Greatness is in the small things that you can do when no one's looking and when, when no one that that quote unquote matters yeah. that, that we would think that matters is asking us to do it. Yeah. It's doing those things, those small things that cleaning the toilets, that picking up the trash that like Brother Saul uh, going going to the church. I mean, this dude spent hours at the church when 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 he could have been doing other things and and oh, my goodness, just giving up his time, didn't ask for anything. That's what it means to serve and to be a servant. Um, but I know we're talking about stewardship today. Yeah. Uh, we almost 
Went up to a new topic. That's all right. Hey, uh, we're running out of time here. Uh, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Where can we find you on Instagram, brother Frankie? Frankie Taylor Jr. Um, at Frankie Taylor Jr. on Instagram. Yeah. And at Frankie Taylor uh, on Facebook. And then for the song. Uh, I'm mostly just on Instagram. Saw Cruz. Saw Cruz 87. 87. Yeah. And then always find me at Furious Carl and then find us on the Manifest page at Manifest Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider rating and sharing with friends.